Okay, good morning, everyone. Very, very warm welcome to today's pre-market trade plan live session uh, for Monday, the 16th of October. I have to check which month it is there for a second. Um, the whole point behind this particular session is for us to be as prepared as we can for today's trading opportunities. So, so we've got some interesting market dynamics playing out currently. We uh, we had a bit of a strong pullback last week, more broadly speaking, for the first three days, and then we we um, we had some important news, which sort of hit the airwaves uh, around the the, uh, the inflation side of the U.S. economy, and the panic started to set in again, and we saw further momentum to the downside across the board. Now, interesting to see. Uh, we've also got these geopolitical risks as well that are building in the background with this uh, conflict. Uh, in Israel. Um, so we're going to see how that plays out over the course of this week. And it has a small role to play, but not not a very significant one, especially the fact that we're so sort of uh, US centric uh, at the minute. Um, okay, so with all of this in mind, let's go in and break it down. We'll have a look at market fundamentals, we'll have a quick look at sort of risk sentiment, and then we'll, uh, we'll see where the opportunities lie, what's happening in these markets, and how do we proposed to uh, to trade through them so if as always if we could start with our risk warning good morning everyone hope you're keeping well you had a good weekend um so all probable trades need to consider of course trade selection which markets to trade where do we then enter and exit these markets how do we manage risk um trade management as well once you're in a profitable position like we currently are we're in a few really good decent opportunities uh, how do we manage each risk on those trades and trade psychology, all important features uh, for us as traders. So we address these considerations every day in our live trade rooms. That's the first thing. Um, this is the, I suppose, the trading process, so to speak. Uh, there's a lot of education on each of these elements, but um, we try to bring them together in a, in a practical sense. And we are strong advocates of being consistent in our trading approach, try to be accurate with the levels we use, disciplined with our capital. Uh, and there's times to be patient. Like last week, we had to be really patient. We weren't really interested in the pullback phase. We were interested in the next leg to the downside, and we caught some really good trades, timed them really, really nicely, uh, and we started to make progress. Okay, so let's start with a review of this potential market movie news then. So so just want to take you back to, um, because we've got, we've got some economic data due out this week, and if we just see last week's um, inflation numbers, PPI coming in uh, above expectations. So input costs are, are beginning to increase again. Um, we had the FOMC meeting minutes and we also, the markets were very much waiting for the CPI numbers. And as you can see, they came in above expectations only very slightly. And the majority of the headline is driven by housing costs and shelter costs. Um, Nonetheless, it's coming in above expectations. So the market's really um, rolled over to the downside off the back of that. Um, that expectation, it was driven a little bit on Friday afternoon uh, by this consumer sentiment. So uh, that's a kind of a worry for the US economy. So that brings us nicely on to what we have to deal with this week. And there is a, we're looking at US retail sales this week. So we're looking at some economic data now, like how is the economy performing? And no one's really talking about stagflation, um, which is, well, for the US economy, which is a high, 
uh, it's higher inflation and lower growth. And with the, with the sentiment figure, um, if I go back to Monday, there's Empire State Manufacturing Index is coming out today. Uh, we're going to hear from a few central bankers again. Um, we've got New Zealand inflation, then we've got the meeting minutes for the RBA, uh, unemployment numbers from the UK. Um, and then we're really looking at retail sales numbers. So I suppose the first thing to, to just take note of is the fact that the previous number was 0 0.6 and we're seeing the potential, the analysts are saying we should get um, a more moderate growth in retail sales and uh, uh, this is where sort of stagflation comes in because if you have lowering sentiment and you have uh, worsening economic conditions which we're not fully seeing just yet but if we begin to see that creep through um, and uh, we have high inflation which you know it's certainly sticky around that 3.6 3.7 level and will we make much more progress than that then it, it's it's dubious as to whether we will will the new norm be up at three three point five or will will they we actually be coming back down to two percent if so at the minute it looks like the the fed need to do a little bit more work but here comes the the difficulty with these markets and to show this to you before we look at these charts um i just want to move you on to this is that is that we've we've got this hawkish fed narrative that that was certainly driving the the moves towards the end of last week the first three days was driven around this sort of um dovish fed you know if the you know the fed might actually hold at these rates and then start the pivot and and that to be fair that narrative is still there and anyone buying these markets would be would be sort of talking about um, this kind of the Fed need to pivot type of attitude. But the problem is when you have inflation up at 3.7, actually ticking a little bit higher and you've got, um, you've got really, really low unemployment numbers and the economic situation is, is not too bad. It, it really does lean a little bit more so on the, the hawkish Fed side, the sticky inflation side of narratives, which is what we were trading uh, the last couple of days of last weekend. And all of that is still in place. So our, our risk warning previously was, um, you know, risk off indices lower um, and, and further dollar strength. And those were exactly the trades that, that started to, to deliver. So with all this in mind, let's bring up the charts and we shall, um, we should just examine them and we'll, uh, we'll see what's been happening since Friday's close. So we didn't really have strong momentum-driven markets. So let's bring this up on screen. So first of all, on, on a bit of a glance, you can see we're currently getting, um, a, a, well, we made new lows firstly across the board. That was, that was the first thing. And now we're getting a little bit of a bounce off those lows. Um, even a, a massive move in, in gold, we really did explode right up to the 200 period moving average. So on Friday, it jumped from 1869 uh, up to 1930. Really significant move. 
Um, okay, so we're clearly getting this little bounce. And um, you see, our overall momentum is still to the downside, although we're getting this bounce. And it's really because, although it may on the surface appear that the, the sentiment is shifting, it's um, nothing has really changed for that to be the case. So we do have our stop losses at very significant momentum high and the overall bias in terms of the primary trend is still to the downside um now if we break above these these more recent highs then the bias then becomes an upside bias so we are at quite a pivotal stage um and this is where we're at across the board so we're going to look at this pullback in a lot of detail um to see across the board the the dow jones is, is like really messy as you can see up at these relatively elevated levels and we did gap a little bit higher so last week we had the gap to deal with and we've got a gap to deal with again this time around same situation friday's close and then the gap to the upside so last last week it was um a gap to the downside and we were questioning whether we would close the gap and we did and accelerate higher and now we've gapped higher and we're expecting this gap to close so we do have that gap phenomenon to deal with again unfortunately this week so not as straightforward as things would imagine the FTSE is just in a four day sideways pattern really for now um, and really strong move on Friday really great trade you can see the overall bias is still to the downside and uh, we just bounced off last month's low um, and again we've got that sort of bump, uh, pullback to kind of deal with again there's your gap to the upside which we still need to close so just just looking at the end momentum a little bit lower as you can see and then bitcoin a little bit of a bounce actually so there's a few people out there already talking about bitcoin you know rallying and stuff has got an awful lot of work to do before any of that happens interesting with um with gold so this is that gap phenomenon that we were talking about this is that we've closed the gap um on friday i think it was maybe thursday so eventually we closed that gap it took it took a few days didn't happen maybe wednesday i think it was but we did get that gap closed and we failed to make a new low before we started to, to really rally really quite aggressively off the Middle East conflict. No major surprise. So we're going to still position ourselves, uh, broadly speaking, to the upside. We'd like to get in on a bit of a coherent pullback if we could. Um, and uh, worth looking at, but also we need to keep one eye on, on the market fundamentals as these markets unfold. So this is your massive rally on Friday. Um, it does give you an opportunity if there is a bit of dollar strength to start selling this up at these significantly higher prices. So a couple of other little considerations to make and that's the pullback we're getting in these markets and, and that's really all it is right now. So um, we, we, on Friday we're able to break out of this little lower range, really strong moves to the downside, further momentum as we close down at these lows and then overnight now when the markets opened last night we've, we've just rallied a little bit and we can see that across most of these markets now running into resistance so 
this is the price maybe a little bit higher where we start to see how committed sellers are at this point um so just broadly speaking looking at the yen you can see we're in a bit of a sideways pattern that there's a distinct kind of lack of clarity maybe you could argue that the pound yen might be one of the better trades but the yen we know there's going to be intervention at some point there is a struggle with with the dollar yen above 150. there is a reluctancy to actually buy above 150 just because of yen intervention from the boj which is very much forthcoming but well the markets anticipate this forthcoming but the longer we sit at 150 the more that becomes normalized and then what you often find is a break above that you know we can actually rally quite significantly again but then you're always looking over your shoulder with with yen intervention because that will happen very very swiftly okay so looking at the dollar um our our bias is, is the quality of the setups aren't, aren't great to be honest but i suppose our bias is still in favor uh of the dollar uh, more so against the uh the commodity currencies but is there more strength in this dollar we're anticipating there probably is so the euro pound um we don't really like at all it's just in this it's struggling to break higher and it's struggling to break lower and it's just like there's a lot of um, candlesticks there okay so so this could be a, a morning of kind of wait and see because we're kind of trying to get this this little pullback and that's what's going to make it a little bit difficult so so really um the, the sentiment may be shifting and there's certainly lots of characters out there that are advocates of of buying these markets um we're still sort of the the Fed are still going with the data. So if that's the case, you know, and they're not going to make decisions to lower rates just because of the, the sentiment behind the market. If they are following the data, which they say they are, and I'm sure they probably are, then there is a suggestion that, that these, these rates stay higher for longer. It, it, it's, um, uh, and they've got to be careful. There's a lot of these central bankers now that are saying, oh, maybe we've, we've, We've reached the height that we need to reach. Now, if that becomes a bit of a significant shock, then there might be some really major selling. Um, uh, if if the Fed turn around and, and start um, raising rates again, and there's expected one more rate hike between now and the end of this year, so there's only two more meetings for that to be the case. So, so what's our trade plan for the day? Um, we are getting this little pullback to be fair, and uh, we're going to sort of trade them technically. Uh, so if we start seeing structural failures across the board, then we'll be getting out of these trades. But uh, for now, um, and we still got this escalating we've got this escalating conflict in the Middle East. So that's going to play an important role. Um, it's unclear what role that will play. Um, so mild risk off market conditions.
So we're still looking for this uh, US EU uh, industry weakness and, and further dollar strength. And I'm not sure we really need to go too far away from that just yet. But we are going to navigate this. Um, um, we're going to navigate this pullback. All right. That's our trade plan then, guys. Um, we're still looking for, for further risk-off market conditions. In fact, mild is probably not the right word. Um, I'm just going to change that with further. So further risk-off market conditions expected post-current overnight pullback. So just to let you know, nothing has changed as far as the data and it's it's the data that the Fed keep talking about. So at the moment we're still on the we're still on the side of the Fed actually raising rates one more time. It might be a small raise, but it'll still be a raise. And, and I think that's got a, a, a further down downside impact uh, on these markets. Okay. So that's our position, that's our base case. For, for these markets and uh, we'll just we need the flexibility so we can um, if we if we have the need and we have the data to change our mind we will quite willingly change our mind but for now we're still sticking with this and we're conscious we had a few days last week of, of a bit of a bounce and uh, we're conscious that that could significantly be the same and we do have these retail sales numbers due out as well Okay, so we're still on this side of this narrative, this hawkish Fed narrative. We'll see how things unfold. And the the war in the Middle East um, could become a major problem this week, and, but we'll see how this plays out. At the moment, all parties seem to be trying to call for a bit of calm, so we'll see how this plays out. Great stuff. On that note, guys, thanks so much for joining us. Do, um, do feel free to post any questions if you need, but if not, we'll switch rooms now. Um, we just to let you know we do trade these markets fully live and interactive from 8 a.m. every morning um, for the European trading session. And then we're back again every afternoon for the US. So if you can join us for that, that's great. Uh, do feel free to do so. For more information, just go to livetrade.com uh, and we'll you can connect with us there. Great stuff, guys. On that note, listen, thanks for joining us. Take care. We'll switch rooms now. So we'll see you on the inside very shortly. Bye for now.